Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business of Sports Tourism podcast. It's our big show for February. I'm joined by my co-host, Cherie Gwynn and Cassie Poss. I'm Joel Lamp here in Huntsville, Alabama. And gang, it's great to have you guys back together. And we've got we've got the man in the hot seat now, Ryan Tressel with the NCAA. Ryan, appreciate you taking time uh, after you fixed the mainframe that uh, uh, to, to get the bids back going. It's great to have you back on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Glad, glad to know that y'all paid the internet bill from last week and uh, we're able to cover cover the downloads that are happening. So, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about what happens now that we've all click submit or about to click submit. But t- talk us a little bit through kind of uh, what it's been like for you guys on your side. Hey, we know what it's been like on the destination side. We've been clicking submit on 30 to 50 of these things, uh, you know, all of us are like, if I ever have to look at an NCA budget again, it'll be too soon. But, um, you know, uh, you know, what, what's it like now for you guys on the opposite side of the, of the computer screen? Yeah. Yeah. Before, you know, before this, the, the portal closes, it's just, it's a lot of questions, a lot of, Hey, how can we do this? Or what else do we need? Or what can separate us types of things? Um, not only for me, but the rest of our championship managers out there, um, so getting those calls, which is good, which is what I want, which I, I've tried to be out, out and about to all these conferences and such, just letting them know, like, communicate, let us know what you're thinking. I don't want anybody not to submit a bid or not, not put anything in because they didn't know or didn't have an idea of what they should do. Like, we, we want to provide that information to them. So it's been a lot of that. And then, you know, once this portal closes here, uh, we'll take a really quick breath, uh, make sure everything's in there, make sure everything stays in there. Um, and then, you know, ask some questions back if there is things missing or, hey, we need clarification or maybe we need some pictures of something that, that there's questions on from a committee and such. So that's what we're working with staff now on as far as once that portal, you know, closes um, to really get the information in there really good and, and set. Um, also to clear out anything that, you know, somebody might have submitted something or thought, you know, didn't think they submitted something. Um, and it's, you know, let them know, hey, are, did you mean to put this in so we can clear some data out? Um, to to sort of make sure it's only and everything in there's the the best data for our, our staff and our committees to be looking at whose job is that to kind of go through is that the like championship managers or directors or is that your job or how does that interface work because that's a lot of information to go up and clean up and kind of be a part of and kind of sort through so how does that like divvy out within your guys's uh, like management team yeah, no, that's a great question because there's a lot to it. Um, so our champ managers, they will take each of their sports, each of their selected sports. They will you know, dive in and make sure they have what they need, what they you know, need to analyze, what they need to work with the committees on and such. But I'm also there. I have a team, um, you know, a few a few others, too, on our, our staff that, that help out um, as far as just help dive in on things, look at questions concerns, other types of things too. But the main work is our, our champ managers um, are really diving into this stuff. So that's where, you know, they're the ones going to be contacting those those sites, those bidders to say, hey, I'm not quite sure what I'm seeing here. What 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 did you mean? Or, hey, can you send a picture of this? Because I'd love to show the committee what you mean by a really amazing locker room um, type of stuff. So, yeah. 
what in your uh from your perspective like going through this process and whatnot um what has been like a big light bulb for you of either change or you didn't know like from your from your side yeah um i think it's a constant it's constantly um things how can we get better and how can we improve so right now we're working you know hey is there a way we can improve this bid portal more we 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 did a lot of work. I started actually last probably a year ago from now. Uh, we started working with our IT folks and saying, hey, how can we do some things? And you know, some of those little things that hopefully were beneficial to a lot of bidders is you know, copying a bid um, over. And so they didn't have to re-enter all that information um, with all that. So it's continuing those types of things and, and even making our system even better. And you know, now nowadays just making it more interactive and more uh the ability to to run a lot more reports for us and things like that. So that's what we're gonna continue to look at and see how we can uh refine that to make it make it better for um not only us with reporting and such, but easier for for bidders to maybe they can you know have everything in the system ready to go and they need to you know confirm a few things for next time type of stuff. So make it easier and easier each time. Hey let me ask you this and this so I'm going to use the golf regionals as an example. Um, some, of, some of the events when we turn in the budget, Hey, you guys are going to pay. Uh, well, I think it's like 25,000 to the, for the regional to actually happen. How hard do y'all look at the budgets? How does that budget kind of factor in? I know we all spend a ton of time. Yeah. That's one of the big things we all spend a ton of time on a, because we need to know, budgeting four to five years in advance. Hey, if we get this, we need to be ready for X, Y, and Z expense. But some of these, like the the golf regionals, you guys are picking up a piece of the tab and then that that's it. And then the destination's on the hook for everything else. Yeah, there's only a few that have that stipend uh, deal that okay. you're, you're referencing there. So it's not too much in regards to that. And we are this time, I we wanted to actually start to dive into that because typically we just said, hey, here's your, I think it was 24, but maybe it's 25, uh, somewhere in there, 24, 25,000, make it happen, uh, follow all the specs and make it happen. Uh, but we really want to see what, how that's looking. So we're going to ask those, those stipends to, to put in, you know, actuals at the end, just to see, hey, is it costing more? Is it costing less? Where are we at with that? Because um, just to, to do a check in on that. And as far as the other championships, yeah, we basically, uh, the hosts are, are putting up the money up front and then we really reimburse at the, at the back end. And whether that's, hey, if it's a net positive, we, there's a small share there uh, that goes goes back um, to the host, or if it's negative, then we make them whole. Um, and then there is a small, you know, anywhere from, you know, a few hundred dollars to, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars in a uh, honorarium that's meant to maybe offset a little bit of costs that might not be reflected in any type of budget and such. So um, there's those two are the, the main two. And there really isn't a lot of those stipends out there, um, maybe mostly for those those regional rounds of maybe a golf and things like that. OK. Yeah. One question so that I had too. Uh, one question go, go I had ahead, too was was um you know in the review process too um, um you know you talked about as as the chat managers try to go through and kind of sift through things right um it, but I'm also aware that different championships go through a different review process. Some will go to a committee and then the committee ultimately gets to kind of have a say in that. Others 
Um, you know, it's more kind of NCAA re related and I'll, I'll give an example. So like, um, you know, first and second rounds, now it may have changed, but first and second rounds, for example, um, we have um, an individual who's part of our kind of LOC that was formerly on that committee. And he openly said, we, we never saw the bids. Um, so, and then others, you know, we obviously have a, a strong relationship with gymnastics. They are very much involved in that. So can you talk to that a little bit on one, what is the thought process behind that? Why some are a little bit different and, and um, you know, give some more information on that piece to our listeners too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think basketballs might be the only ones that, that have a slightly different structure like that as far as, you know, who's driving, because there's a ton of obviously revenue and a number of, of factors going in there. So, um, so they, they might have a separate thing going on. They, they have obviously separate departments and such than the rest of our championships um, for that. Now, with all the others, just like you mentioned, gymnastics and all the other championships, you know, the, the committees really do see all this. Um, we're, we're driving our staff, though, to really come up with, you know, hey, we're the experts in this. We're dealing with it day to day. Hey, let's get that laid out there, get all the information out, get, get the strategy down, show what that looks like to these committees. And then, you know, hopefully the committees are like, yeah, this makes sense. This is great. Um, or they might have some feedback for it and say, oh, yeah, actually, what about this or that? So um, they are a, a, a point in the process. We're hoping to really, you know, get all that information on the front end for them so that they can download it all very easily, see it, understand it, and then, you know, move along with the recommendation. Because technically it's moving forward with a recommendation from the committees um, to that next level, our, our oversight committees, whether that's the Division One Oversight Committee or the D2 or D3 Championship Committees. What happens when you don't get enough bids for some of your events? Yeah, then I start starting the even more podcasts. Hey, Joel, can I get another podcast here? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's that's definitely something. And so beforehand, we we would be reaching out. We at that point, if we don't have things, we need to be more on the offensive here and, and reach out and say, hey, are there places out there? Because obviously, you know, nobody put in. So now, hey, we're able to then just go out and hey, you have it. Maybe there's questions that they didn't want to ask or didn't answer and we have a great spot we think could do it they do it um and such like that and we'll look at you know hey that some of these places putting in for multiple different you know levels you know whether it's d1 this and d2 that and d3 this um you know be able to combine those things that's that's another advantage of this you know the process where we can see that and sort of strategize on that saying hey if these guys are taking you know, some bigger ones, then they also take a smaller one. This is, that's a great fit and a win-win for us and for them sometimes too. So um, we definitely will be re reaching out and, and figuring things out. Sheree says that if you run out of fencing spots, that they're willing to take, take a spot, just bring the whole East coast all, all the way out to Spokane. There we go. <laughs> hey, that sounds fun. That the sounds podium fun. would be fantastic for that, Sheree. Yeah. Hey, we are trying to capitalize on some running stuff. So there is some truth there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There we go. Absolutely. There we go. So, yeah. so Ryan, I'm, uh, I'm a championship manager. I've now downloaded all this. I've sifted it out. Where, where what have it goes to now the championship committee. What are they, what do they see? 
because we all know what we saw in the portal. Yeah. What do what are they seeing? What's the output? And then yeah. how how does that kind of impact their decision making? Yeah, there's going to be a number of things happening. You know, our our, our um, championship managers they'll develop you know an Excel sheet most like most of the case uh, that really has a lot of those main things that those committees want to see: number of locker rooms, uh, distance to airports, you know, whatever might be important for those committees. You know, each one might have a that's where they might differ a little bit as far as hey, what's important? You know, banquet. You know, some some championships haven't got back to banquet, so that might not be as important, but you know, some might. Um, so they'll have a, an Excel sheet basically with all of that highlighting that for them as far as, okay, Hey, here's the bids, here's the years they've done. Here's what, you know, all this kind of good stuff all in one sheet form for that. And then also our, like I mentioned, our IT folks have done a great job and, and they're working on a dashboard for us to pull a lot of this stuff in from not only the information that was given, you know, through the, the process, through the bidders, but also some some information we might have from our, you know, ticketing marketing groups or our um, membership database group as far as, hey, where's the sponsorship of things? Where's the, you know, we'll have heat maps. I'm learning what a heat map even is, um, showing where things are and where our membership is and where our people are buying tickets from and where um, a lot of this information, it's really cool to see as they continue to develop it. It's, it hasn't been finalized yet. It's hopefully within the next uh, few weeks here. Um, for them to be able to see that too. Um, so that's an easy, you know, right click, download that into an Excel file too. Um, but it's really, really looks really good and, and uh, can really be uh, you know, digested by these committees pretty well, just because it's, it's just really good data for them to just see for this. So, so the committee's got it. And I know we're looking at what October, September, October, November, somewhere in there for the quote announcement, right? October 2nd, mark your calendar. Yep. Done, done. Hold on, I'm yep. writing that down. So so I've got between, it goes to the committee now and, and kind of educator, every sport yep. has a, uh, a championship committee that is responsible for the decision-making on this, correct? Yeah, so each each sport has a national committee and then, you know, a division and then the entire division has has an oversight committee. And so, um, you know, basketballs, those have their own oversight committees. Uh, mm -hmm. So then you have their own basketball oversight committees and then the rest of Division One has a, a championship oversight committee or COC is what we typically are calling it there. Division Two and Division Three have what they call a similar structure they call it the championships committee. So those those um, initial sport committees, they come up with the recommendations and then we bring those to those oversight committees for them to say, basically, yes, this looks good. Or, hey, we have some questions here. Um, you know, we want to take a look at a certain year, certain, you know, why did we choose this or that uh, for the most part? Overall, we've done so much due diligence on the front end. It's been a pretty much uh, streamlined process where they just want to see it approve it and move along um, from that. Um, one question too is, is as you're kind of talking about the process and Joel, you laid it out really well there. Talk to us a little bit about the timeline. So we obviously know October 2nd is, is the announcement, right? But um, 
So right now begins essentially, you know, the time when the championship managers can start going in there and start filtering through some things and they've got to make their spreadsheets. Talk to us a little bit about what happens between now and October 2nd. I know typically yeah. there's committee meetings in June, like, like, you know, go ahead and lay it out for us um, in that respect. So our listeners can kind of understand, you know, it's, it's not, you know, there's work being done ultimately between now and October 2nd, where, you know, it's, it's, uh, and it's a lot of work being done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of, ton of other departments at, you know, at the NCA office uh, helping with this analysis too. So that's, that's what's a lot going on now. So not only are champ managers sort of developing their spreadsheets and their data, you know, look, taking a look at the dashboards and, and getting some things together, but we've, you know, we've got our hotel group that we work with on location. We have our travel department. We have our finance department. We even have our broadcast group um, for those championships that have a broadcast component. Um, they all get a chance to take a look at this and sort of see and give their feedback to things. Um, whether it's, hey, this place, it's going to be expensive, just so you know, or, hey, it's hard to get travel here. You know, they we have that piece as probably one of those those columns in those um in those dashboards or those Excel sheets for those champ managers to come back and say, okay, this is what we've either seen or what, what's been recommended as far as each one of those types of groups, you know, broadcast, hey, we've had issues at this place, or hey, it's really tough at a certain spot, or hey, this place is great. Um, they're they're wired and ready to go. Um, so those types of information will be involved in that. And the other thing, hardest part is all these champ managers, we don't we have, you know, most of them have a, a fall, winter, and a spring championship. So that's why it's a, another, you know, not only is our group analyzing that, they're sort of working, intertwining their work in between championships here. So um, right now, winter's about to get going here in March. Um, a lot of fun happening in March and April. It might lull for a month there and then right back at spring. It's almost like spring and winter are combined at times. Um, and then we have our, our spring championships. So a lot of them, just like you said, um, might not be getting to the committees and really get talked through um, with them until probably June or July. And so that's when we're going to really want to, to drill down is by the end of July, roughly, is where we're really going to want to know that. Now, within all that, you know, our senior leadership will want to see this. Um, you know, myself uh, and our senior leadership will be looking at the hardest thing about this sometimes is, you know, these committees might say, oh, yeah, we all want to go to, you know, certain place. We all want to go to Huntsville, Alabama. You know, that's the only place to go. Well, they, they, we completely I agree with now, you. Now, Huntsville, Alabama might be able to do this, but we don't want to over strain a, a, a city or, a, a you know, a host or things you, like we'll, that. So we'll, we can't bring we'll, everything. <laughs> we'll let you know when we're overstrained, Ryan. We'll, we'll, call, we'll call you. <laughs> But for for those other than Huntsville, then, you know, we want to make sure we're not bringing, you know, hey, we're bringing D1 volleyball and, and D1 ice hockey and D1 something else all in one time frame. And just even this, even most of the bidders don't want that. So we, we've got to then come back and massage that a little bit. So there's a little bit of back and forth with committees at times with that saying, hey, this is great. You guys want to go here, but maybe we need to work out the years or we need to work out. Who's who's going to go there now, or what's the best fit? Or this is where hopefully a lot of a lot of the bidders put in. You know, a lot of the questions that came in is, hey, how do I how do I say I really want to? You know, these are my top ones. These are ones I want to put into, but uh, maybe on a lower priority. If we have that, then that can help us when we start this whole puzzle piece of 
trying to fill out where all these, you know, roughly 125 each year are going to be placed um, with it. So that's, you know, it's a, it's quite a puzzle piece um, and a lot of back and forth um, sometimes at the end, as we sort of try to really get things figured out there. And then of course, getting the announcement and getting that piece together and the, all that kind of stuff takes even more time there. Thus, October 2nd, here we come. Is there like a geographic location rotation that you guys put into any process with it? I mean, I would maybe think a little bit and obviously division by division is probably a key component when you look at like those heat maps of, you know, where is the conference draw from, but, or is it truly just kind of based off of best bid or what are some of those considerations that you guys look at when you kind of, you know, thumb through some of those bids? Yeah, get that question a lot from people um, wondering that when I go go to different conferences. And really, it somewhat depends on the committee and the and the championship. So there's some championships that say, yeah, we want to spread this around the country, or you know, probably due to their membership is is pretty spread out around the country too. Um, things like that. And then there's some that are like, we want the be absolute best place there is. Um, so that's what we're gonna try to look and find. Um, not necessarily thinking too much about where where in the country it might be. Um, and then there's some that that a lot of people talk about. They want the next Omaha. You know, there's there's a lot of committees. Some are like that. But then some committees are like, no, we don't want to always go to one place. That's, you know, we want to we want something new and fresh um, type of deal. So that's whether well, it's the, the beauty of committees at times or the tough part about committees at times, because they'll want those things and then the committee structure changes um you know somebody rolls off and a couple more people roll on and next thing you know two years later the next cycle later they're thinking exactly the opposite of that um you know my example when i first started back you boy 10 11 years ago uh i had d2 volleyball and they they talked a lot about hey we want to be on campus we want to be on a, a division two campus that's what we're that's what we're about and that's what we want uh, which was fine. Um, and now talking with the, the person who runs it now, they're like, no, we want we want bells and whistles and we want to play in some really nice places. Um, nothing wrong with Division II campuses by any means, but that was sort of their mentality now. So it's obviously changed throughout with that. So, uh, so I'd say it varies sport to sport. Um, although a lot of them, a good handful do talk about, hey, what's their, you know, they'd love to get an Omaha. Where's their next, who's the next Omaha for this? So, um, I don't know. And we're always looking for, um, that's something I've tried to, to mention too at times is, you know, people have ideas and thoughts on, hey, we'd love to put on a proposal to host all the next whatever sport championship. Put that in, have that, have that as a consideration. See what, see what we, you know, either make us say no or make us say, oh, this is something to think about. So just, just so I can preemptively block Cherie, I, we're doing that. We'll do that for cross country, Ryan. Okay. There we go. There I don't. Go. I don't want her to get the. I don't want her to get this cross country course started. All this. Hey, listen. We're good. We're good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um. All right. So, the committees, uh, they all end up in Indianapolis at some point, or they're in the Zoom. I guess they're now a bunch of Zoom meetings now. Yeah. As opposed it's all to Zoom. the good the good old days. Yeah, it's pretty much all Zoom um, now. Annual meetings, I guess we do have annual meetings. And so if things work out to where, and like, like it was mentioned, like Cassie mentioned earlier, you know, June, July, that's a lot of annual meetings for especially our spring sports and such. A lot of our, you know, special fall sports probably have met already um, and such. So it's tough for them to get back in, in person. 
Um, but yeah, most of our maybe winter and spring sports will meet in person annual meeting. And hopefully at that point, they have a good amount of uh, information and analysis done in order for them to get a, a slight direction at least, and then always hop on a, a good old Zoom call later. So they, I was going to say, so they meet and then they're going to decide sometime during this summer or ask for more information. Or is there like, is there a site visit component? Is there, is there something along those lines? Yeah, those are very rare as far as site visits go. Um, if we really need to see something or there's something going on, or it might be a, you know, typically it might be, you know, it's just a real um, tough question on, hey, we have a great um, opportunity. We really need to look and do some more due diligence on it that pictures and videos and a lot of those things can't do nowadays. Um, that might happen, but that's not, that's, that's pretty rare to do any site visits. Kind of going back to the committees, how long does like a typical person um, stay on those committees? Is that through the cycle? Is it two, you know, is it two cycles or what does that traditionally look like for those committee members? And like you were just saying, like your D2 yeah. originally was like, get it on a campus. Now it's changed. So how does that kind of evolve even for like cities as they're kind of looking at this to understand like the landscape of, um, you know, how do you work best with those committee members as well as the champ manager? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, four years is what is what our committees, uh, those national sport committees are. Um, but the hard thing with this nowadays, especially with even added added more more difficulty, is you know four years. But if somebody leaves that conference or a school leaves the conference, then they bring somebody else in. So it's constantly just churning with with different uh, people. But you know, the hope is, and over in general, most people are staying there four years um, and such. So. And each committee is a different size. That's the other hard, hard thing sometimes. You know, D1 men's across, which I have, is five members, where, you know, a D1 uh, women's soccer is 10 members. So quite quite different there. One question that I had, too, was uh, something that was slightly different in this um, bid cycle was um, certain championships also had, um, you know, a grant component that was added. Um Talk to us a little bit about that. You know, I, I understand the reasoning um, of wanting to see it because more and more state grants are uh, part of the equation here. So um, from the NCAA's um, side, uh, what is the hope or knowledge to gain there? Is it to see, you know, hey, there's additional dollars that could be added on top of the budget? Is it, um, hey, this is a competitive advantage, obviously? Um, you know, uh, what... And when you're talking about putting it into kind of a spreadsheet format, you know, um, what does that look like too? Yeah, absolutely. So that was something we talked about even on our last cycle before this was like, hey, how do we, you know, how do we capture this? And we just weren't, we weren't able to mobilize fast enough. So this time I really wanted to have that tab basically in there to capture these grants because there's a lot of places out there that have been able to, uh, you know, hey, we can, and it might be something small, you know, a thousand bucks, five thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks, um, up to a hundred thousand bucks sometimes, or even more. Um, so we wanted to capture that and see. So that it, it's not necessarily. I don't. I don't think that is a money type of grab. It's more of a hey, how can we we can enhance our championships even better uh, with the use of this. So I thought that was great for us to be able to see that because um, before my examples, I have a couple examples where I I had championships that. You know, we were a week out uh, from the championship. The tournament manager comes to me or the, the LOC 
uh, you know, sports commission saying, hey, Ryan, great news. We got we got 10,000 bucks for you for the championship. I'm like, that's awesome. That's great. We've already planned the whole thing. So basically it goes into the hopper and helps helps with some expenses where if we find that on the front end six months to a year beforehand, then, hey, now we can really utilize that. Hey, how can we maximize that? And maybe that's a, a cool new idea that we can use and do um, for that kind of stuff. So that was the hope is to really try to be able to, to utilize that better um, for the most part um, on some of these and to see from what we were hearing, there's a lot of it out there that was just not being used and not being a part of any of it. And so I'm like, hey, let's put it out there so people are maybe maybe they have it now they they realize oh yeah let's take a look at that and they might have something so i think too going into potentially future cycles I, i'll give a i guess i'll give a suggestion here too is being is one of those um uh, being is one of those destinations that does have the opportunity of you know state funding etc that could come into play you know everybody knows about the the wonderful um texas state trust fund here but um i think the other thing that is important is understanding how uh, how those grants work and and so yeah. there was some additional questions that were asked but um for a lot of times um you know there's front end guarantees um and so like you know for, for us, we kind of had to show, hey, there's a potential, here's what you could get, but here's what we're guaranteeing regardless. So there's all of these different back and forths. And, and since that's separate from the budget too, we kind of had to figure out, okay, how do we add that into the budget so that's clear? Um, and and one, um, one championship that we went after this year that we had before had a unique section that I had not seen um, and that's a VIK section. And I think for going forward, it would be great if a lot of the championships had that um, just because, um, you know, when you are looking uh, or trying to look apples to apples from destinations, there's a lot of things that the NCAA is probably getting that they aren't aware that they're getting because the destination is is throwing it in in front or, or doing something um, to, to minimize cost on, on your behalf. And um, you know, I think when it comes time, it's great to see it in a bid, but when it comes time to actually hosting the event, it's hard to capture that if you don't have that section, because then post post the event, it's like, yeah, we had this great event and yeah, it, it came up great. But if you don't have that VIK section, it's it's hard to it's hard for the destination to say like, hey, we gave you an additional, you know, just throwing a number out there. We gave you an additional 50k or additional 100k that ultimately you would have had to pay, but because we as the destination stepped in on your behalf on these different things and uh, um, you know you didn't have to or um, you know stuff like that. So I would make that. Um, I was really surprised to see it in in one of the championships, and I hadn't seen it in any of the others. And I was like, wow, that was really that was really cool for us to be able to say, here's some additional costs that right off the jump we're cutting for you that that uh, you should be aware of. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great feedback. That's absolutely something we can look at and and do. Um, and that, that would be uh, probably not too hard to throw in. So that's great. What's the toughest thing that you have in front of you right now? And what's the easiest thing you have in front of you right now? Oof. Oh, boy. Toughest thing I got going right now is I mean, it depends. If you were telling me the night on Wednesday night, I, I would have said the, 
the internet system uh, was that, but, you know, probably just gathering all this, like just the, the aggregate and just getting, you know, everybody, all of our champ managers, like I think Cassie mentioned at, at one point or earlier on that it's just a huge, huge undertaking. And I got, we got a lot of people, we got a lot of staff members just making sure everybody's, you know, rowing the boat the right way and going the right way, which we will. Um, but it's just, that's, that's just a lot just to make sure, you know, with virtual stuff nowadays and people are out and making sure everybody gets the, the memos on what the next step is and what you should be doing and such. Um, so that's probably the toughest thing right now um, is doing that, keeping that timeline going while still knowing, I mean, we're in championship mode here. We're in winter's mm -hmm. champs and then we're in spring champs and then bam, you're ready to go. So um, just intertwining that. So staff aren't, um, you know, over, over, you know, crazy too much on this, but yet still getting things done. Um, and then the easiest, I think it's, it's just working with a lot of, a lot of these people. Um, they just, they do a great job. Um, so that's sometimes they make it easy as long as we're getting the right info and keeping on, on task and such um, with it. But, you know, as far as a lot of our outside departments or other departments, not really outside uh, in our group, you know, our, our IT group, even though we had that hiccup, they've been phenomenal. They've been awesome to work with. And so that's, that's pretty cool to see that people that I haven't even dealt with before stepping up, jumping on these calls and stuff that, Hey, how do, are we, are we good? Are we ready to go and such? And they're like, yes, we took, they took all night to review all these bids and they saw all the data in there and everything's great. I'm like, perfect. That's, that's awesome. Um, so just working with them, I think makes, makes things a little easier. Well, Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, moving forward, uh, this is a two-year bid cycle. Obviously, we've just, you know, we were in a four-year bid cycle. What is that trajectory moving forward? Is it going to continue with two years, or are you looking to go four years out, or is that still in discussion? Or <laughs> the, the short answer is still in discussion. Um, I, I, I'd hope. I don't know if I want to say I hope, um, but. I don't know if we can continue a two-year cycle because it never ends then. Um, it's a never-ending process. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy because doing the the calendar already for it, I was trying to show that uh, our, our senior leadership and stuff, just so they know what's coming, is, hey, whatever the process is for next, we have to start up in January. So we'll have October, announce it start getting contracts and hotels and all that stuff good get some surveys done survey all you guys maybe get a focus group together see what we can get better better um you know maybe have a thanksgiving and a christmas and then boom january comes and we're announcing not necessarily anything needs to happen quite yet but announcing you know get back out on the trail of all the conferences and stuff and then probably later that summer of 25 um you know, we're opening that portal again already. So you get no break. There's no, there's none. Um, whereas I tend to think if I would tend to think nothing is set yet at all. Um, uh, but I tend to think a three-year process is where we'll end up. So at least there's a year buffer. Um, and you, it might feel like more like a year and a half because of that January through summer, um, isn't, isn't as much going on until the portals open. Uh, with all that. So that's why I tend to think four years, I think it's just too long for a lot. And it just got to the point where so many new facilities were coming on board and we we're losing out and, and you're here so long and 
I mean, it's still going to probably happen with even with two years. But, um, you know, the people that sign these deals, the bidders, the all these people, the venues, they're long gone. And so people are like, OK, why did we do this again? What are we doing? What did I say I was going to do? Like, you know, so um, that's where three probably will probably will be the, the spot is where I would think. And I think that will also maybe even help, um, you know, you mentioned on the destination side and, and your contacts on those destination sites, but I think it'll also help the destinations further talk to like their hotels too, because, you know, as you mentioned, the contracting process basically starts right away, but there is kind of a, there is, in my understanding, this could be wrong, but there is a hierarchy of which, which championships go first in terms of getting those contracts, those hotel contracts solidified. And so uh, I think, having having it a three year uh two years is like you said is a, is a crunch three years is a little bit better i think for the destinations and for you guys um but it also helps on the that hotel front too so it's like yes we want you to hold this but a lot of what i was saying to our hotels is you're holding basically until october right now i need you to just hold yeah. till october until we find out what we've got and then we'll have uh, future conversations yeah. um cuz it is getting harder on that on those uh, on that hotel front because you know they are looking at okay where are we at in this particular year versus this particular year and, and then sometimes they're they're extrapolating out you know four or five years in advance um, and looking at different things that are happening, like you said, there's facilities coming online. Um, there's uh, construction projects that are happening just in just in DFW and and Texas alone. There's like three convention centers that are all going under construction at the exact same time. So it's like, you know, hotels are trying to extrapolate all of those different things out. So I do think, you know, a little bit longer, but also a little bit shorter is also is also helpful, too. Yeah, that's great. And then, and one thing onto that is hopefully it will help this hotel contracting is, you know, we obviously work through on location um, for all of our, our, our hotel needs there and they have a new technology that they're working on. So um, meeting evolution, I believe is the name of the, the software there, but hopefully that will help with the pre-negotiations that can help speed up some of the, the actual contracting there. So Hopefully that'll be good news. That'll be new. It's new for us and such, new for them. So, uh, but yeah, that's good to know that that, that that's a not a bad idea. That's on me. That's on my side. Some other destination yeah. may may disagree, but uh, no, I I think that that would be that would be great. And I, I do want to you know shout out to your IT team. Obviously, uh, you know. Um, People, I'm sure, that went through the process and were having difficulties there at the at the wire. Um, you know, I'm sure that was frustrating and, and slightly, and not slightly, but um, uh, very much distressing. But I will also say on your IT's side too, um, I think, and I'm sure you can attest to this too. I think, you know, as much as you prepare for something, it's just like in events. As much as you prepare for something, is something can go wrong. And, you know, from an IT perspective, it's really hard to run a model or a, um, uh, you know, a, a, a practice test, if you will, of having over 100 destinations plow into a particular um, portal at the exact same time and submitting things at the exact same time. It's really hard to kind of replicate that. So, you know, uh, I I think from a destination standpoint, I'll do a shout out to them to just, you know, say thank you for, for getting that fixed and um, and being on it. And, and like you said, now hearing what they did on the back end to make sure everything was in um, is greatly appreciated, too. That's awesome. Well, That's Cassie, y'all hadn't uploaded, if y'all hadn't uploaded, 
<laughs> the virus to the system, this this thing wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have had an issue last Man, week. So. I tell you what, I think it was you. You were you were uploading before as, I was. You were I was uploading before I was. Cassie, I think I just got an email that said it actually came from Alabama. So it was in, you know, it was in some kind of uh, <laughs> southern, southern, southern banana pudding or something. It was. Thank, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. you it, it came in a little bit slower than the rest. The of proof it. is in the yeah. pudding, right there. Yep. Yeah, it was in the pudding. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I'll kind of round out the conversation with this while while bidding wraps up this week and you're moving into the next phase, you guys still have a couple of other events that are soliciting proposals, correct? Yes. Yep. We do. We have men's basketball is doing some things with the Academy. Um, and I believe NIT was, was out there. That yeah, might be over by now. I, I can't remember the timings on. I think it's the end of the month um, with some of those. So yeah, the basketballs, like I said, they're a different department. So they're running a few different things through that. Um, for that, um, but those were the main the main extras there. Okay. Anything else, gang? No, we we appreciate your time and especially the reaction to everything. Like that's a lot to take on. Not only are you accepting all of these, but to kind of have a little bit of a crash at the end. You know, that means a lot to us. To you know the communication that was pushed out and everything so thank you for all of your effort and you know working with all of our destinations to ensure that all of our bids get submitted in a timely fashion and manner and just the support of being able to contact you certainly means a lot to all of our destinations to have kind of that liaison in between because there's you know things that come up and I also think about like as you initiate a new you know from a new city standpoint it's pretty daunting to look at this whole bid portal and everything that goes with it so um, the support and infrastructure is greatly appreciated. Awesome. Great. And I'll second that too. I mean, as um, you know, me personally, I know I've sent you several emails, Ryan, um, and you were always very responsive to those. And I know that um, I, uh, I am not anyone special when it comes to that. So I know that you, you afforded that same thing to, to other people. And I, I can tell you from talking to my other destination colleagues, um, that they feel the same, that they greatly appreciate that back and forth and the, and the quick, quick responses, um, uh, and in today's day and age, when you're getting hounded with a bunch of different things, i you know, we know how difficult that is. So it is greatly appreciated as we're, we're all trying to, to get our stuff in and do show or, and show um, the best we can getting those responses quickly is greatly appreciated. Awesome. Thank you. Great. Well, and I'll continue giving the kudos you guys, you guys put on a heck of a show uh, with all the stuff that we've got to put together for you guys to make your decisions. Um, and I know there's a ton of stuff that's got to go into it, but uh, you guys have been fantastic to work with on this. So uh, we really do appreciate all of uh, your work and everybody else in Indianapolis on, on this. So, uh, And more importantly, we appreciate you for coming on and being our second two-time uh, guest. All right. Uh, you get some love. You get some lovely parting gifts, including the uh, mm-hmm. home version of the Business of Sports Tourism podcast. So uh, you All can right. uh, have your own podcast at home. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> uh, that'll be in the mail. But uh, well, I, I think he's going to have to come on for a third, right after the announcements are made. Let's I do think it. He can be, he oh, can be absolutely. A third. 
Like, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's do I like it. it. If you want, if you want, we can break the news I, on October 1st and have a completely just breaking there news. <laughs> there we go. We might have first. to have something like that. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. like the, uh, the, uh, what's his name? Not Jimmy Kimmel. The other guy, when they do the band, we could all do the band thing. Uh, what's the other guy? Not Jimmy Kimmel. The Jimmy other guy. Fallon. Oh, uh, Fallon. Yeah. Fallon, Fallon with the roots and stuff where we play yeah. songs. So I'll, I'll play the kazoo. Absolutely. I want to kazoo and do the whole bit. We need to get, you know, Perfect. we need to get the, yeah, it'll be great. I got the triangle. I was about to say, you're, you're probably talking to the three of the most unmusical. Well, no, Cassie was in a band. Cassie was see, in a uh, band. See, I, so I can I, tell. I got I got to tap I the brakes here. I got to tap a, the brakes. I have a degree was, in music. A lot of good it's doing me now, but <laughs> I actually have a degree in music. So, yeah. Uh, I listen, I listen to music and that's about the extent of it. Well, and speak, speaking of music, I have to say, I have to say, you know, yes, yesterday, last evening was, was the Super Bowl. And I have to lay claim here on this podcast. I said two very important things. One, I claimed that the Rangers were going to win. They did. I claimed the Chiefs were going to win midseason, that they were going to make it to the Super Bowl and win. So you heard it here first. Like wow. I, I, cho- I chose both of them. So I got it. I got to say. You know, Nostradamus over here. You yeah. got any yeah. lot of numbers over there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like Tommy Boy, two, four, niner. You know, take your pick. You better go get a lottery one? ticket. Go get a lottery ticket, girl. No question. No question. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you jumping on with us and taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh chat with us and kind of fill us in on. Now that we've clicked submit, here's what happens. So, uh, thank you again, and uh, good luck. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your summer. We'll do. Thank you. Enjoy your thank, su- yeah, enjoy your summer of data, my friend. It, it'll be a few days. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a few days of summer. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye.